get me some post-shade But it's still here with them As you move up the levels, have respect with no fear of them There's levels in this game Many levels in this game Devil a tag team, we keep a black and blue theme. But got me Shawn Michaels too with my Janetti. Too many secrets like Hetty, but keeps me in the mix like spaghetti. Speed through life, Mario and Dreddy. Fast but steady, I walk the danger zone. Folks want to dead me, I knew on. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I see things a little differently. I am this little chemical, and we have a lot to go through. I'm looking through all these fucking notes, dude. It's been a hell of a week. I don't actually know. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I haven't taken this many notes for a show. I, it's been years. It's been since, like, I went solo. Once I went solo, I took a lot of notes. And then I got to saying, well, I'm not going to just watch everything, if I'm, even, if I'm not, even if I'm not enjoying it. So I was like, let me just take notes of the stuff I enjoy and I'm actually wanting to watch. Holy crap on a cracker, Batman. Alright, let's, um, hmm. We have a lot of AEW stuff. Uh, you know, let's just get to WWE first, then we'll do AEW. Then we have some other stuff. Like, I, I, I know G1 started this morning, and Osprey lost his first match. So I know that was some newsworthy stuff. Uh, but... Let's just start with WWE really fast, and then we have so much AEW stuff to get through. We have Impact Slammiversary notes to get through. Like, it was a lot of things. Let's start with Slammiversary, because that's different, right? That feels fresh, you know? So Slammiversary was last night when one of of, uh, Impact's pay-per-views, and it's notable for a few things. So last night, Leo Rush won. Uh, the X Division champ. No, no. Uh, was yeah, was the X Division championship right? No, no. What championship was it? No, cause she does new X Division champion. Let me see something real, real quick. Um, because hold on a second. Because I want to talk about that that Alex Shelley match because there was some controversy there. Where people just did not like it whatsoever. And I understand why. I won't give my thoughts on it. But uh, Kenny King is a new digital media champion. I don't know if that champion... To be 100% honest with you guys. I don't know if that championship means anything. Like if it's a big, big deal. I'm assuming it's a big, big deal in Impact. But I don't know. I'm assuming it's like the, the, the equivalent of the international championship. Because... The X Division has always been the Intercontinental Championship of Impact, or TNA, whatever it is you choose to call it. Um, no, it's the X Division Championship. Wait a second. What, what's how did Kushida win then? I thought Kushida won the X Division Championship. No, he won the Ultimate X match. Shit. Okay. All right. Here we're, 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 we're straight now. So let's start, let's start from the X Division Championship match. So going into this pay-per-view, I think it was the first time in the history of the Morrissey Machine Guns, where they both were going to pay-per-views as singles champions. Shelly was the X-Division champion. Um, not Shelly. Fuck. Saban was the X-Division champion. I kept saying Shelly. Shelly was the Impact World Heavyweight Champion. 
Um, that was that used to be reversed. As a matter of fact, for those of you who, who were watching Impact in the uh, Aces and Eights days, it was actually Saban who was the champion because he defeated Bully Ray. Anyways, so Saban went into his match with Leo Rush as the X Division champion, and there was some controversy because Leo Rush attacked him before the match started, hit a couple of big finishing moves on on him, then the ref asked if Saban could continue, so he rang the bell. A doctor, this is what they did. This is the storyline they're doing now. A doctor called the matchup saying that Saban could not wrestle. And due to that fact, they essentially said Leo Rush won. Essentially, Leo Rush won the X Division Championship. I don't know when doctors were able to make the call. Maybe it could, could have been a better situation if, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying Shelly comes down because Shelly had the main event last night. But someone comes down and, says, and waves a white flag or throws in the white towel for Saban. This was a really weird decision, considering that these two were two of the best wrestlers. That could, they, not they're not top ten or anything, but Leo Rush and Chris Saban can fucking go. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they're they're not. I'm hoping not hoping. Well, I'm hoping for this sake. I'm hoping that Saban was hurt or something, and that's why this that's that's what led to this. So he couldn't do a full match, so he said, let's get him out of this. I'm hoping that's what this is, because if this was a storyline, this was kind of a weird choice. Just being real with you guys there. Um, Killer Kelly and Mashana, uh, Masha Slamovich won their, their tag team match. Kushida won Ultimate X, which means he will be in line for a championship match more sooner than later. P- it was, the original match was PCO and Scott Demore versus Bully Ray and uh, Dina with uh, with a special guest and former uh, enforcer, excuse me, Darren McCarty. Eric Young returns to the company, takes PCO's place, with, uh, tags with Scott Demore, they get the win. Now, this was interesting because a lot of people... We're wondering the status of Eric Young because Eric Young re-signed. He left Impact to re-sign with WWE last year when Triple H was the uh, lead on creative. We know that's not a thing anymore. He's, if anything, co-lead. No air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes, but we know the, the real leader of creative is out there. And um, people were wondering where it was because he, had, remember, he signed a contract. He never showed up on television. There was never any. Reports of him actually being backstage at any shows. It was, it was nothing. It was just really, really freaking strange, right? So, turns out he asked for his release back in April. This was all kept quiet. Even when he got signed to WWE again, it was kept quiet. So this whole thing was weird. So think about this. Eric Young's year in a nutshell was him being with Impact last year. Him signing with WWE. Him asking for his release with WWE to then go back to Impact, and okay, there you go. That, essentially, that's what happened. He's been releasing. Well, he actually released in April. He got he got granted that release because you know Vince McMahon never saw anything in him anyway, and now he's back with Impact. So there you go. Uh, Eddie Edwards defeated Kazarian. ABC, oh, excuse me, uh, Soap Culture won their tag team match. Trinity Fat Two is your new. Women's Impact Champion defeating Donna Peruzzo in her three month ending her three month reign. Uh, I kind you kind of see this this win coming, but I think it's a good move because look here, X the, the, the women's division in Impact is pretty deep, 
and you know you you can give her a chance to have some fresh matches. That's a fresh matchup we just had right there, and it doesn't have to be a one-off, you know. But the thing I love about the women's division and, and Impact, the one thing I do really keep a track of is their women's division, is because you constantly have a good mix of people wrestling each other. Even if you've seen a match before, it doesn't feel stale. It doesn't feel like it's uh, uh, overdone at all, you know. So that's the best. I that's a a big thing I love about Impact's women's division. So congratulations to her. Look here, I know a lot of people were saying how no one cared about her. She was like the missing piece because uh, um, no one no no one um, thought about her and the Mercedes Monet thing. Look here, I, <clears throat> Trinity has had fan base for a while now. I remember being. In Orlando for that WrestleMania 30, what is it, 30, no, it wasn't 31 or 32, it was 33? It was in Orlando, it was when she won the Women's Championship. It was the one where Undertaker had that long-ass, air quotes, retirement thing, and uh, it, it wasn't a retirement thing. But I remember her getting a bunch of cheers, like she won the championship that night. I remember thinking to myself when I left that night, and I know I, know, I, know I ended up recording a podcast the very next day. I remember thinking to myself that I was like, well, she has like a real fan base. Like, uh, it's like a, it's like a cult fan base. You know what I'm saying? Um, and like, it's one of those things where it's really, really interesting. Um, sorry about that. I had to put my my recorder on pause. Someone was texting me some serious stuff. Um, anyways. But like I was saying about Trinity, she has like a cult fan base. It's a, it's a it's not a rabbit fan base, but it's a very loyal fan base. And you know what? I remember her days of being as a what was it? What was she called? A funkadactyl or whatever the fuck it was called. Um, I remember her first promo she cut. She was definitely fucking hood. She has matured. She has grown. Her wrestling style has grown. I enjoy her work personally. I've always enjoyed her work, especially when she started growing. And then her being under Samoan, it could only help her grow, you know. So this is good. This is good for her. And she, as far as I'm concerned, she wasn't um, missing to me. I cared about where both of them went, and I'm happy both of them are living their best lives. You know, Monet is currently out with an injury, but the fact that she's won a title in a different brand now—that's fucking awesome. You know, like, that is freaking amazing. So, congratulations to her. And I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to more of that, too. So, uh, And the main event, Alex Shelley defended the Impact World Championship against Nick Aldis. Shelley got the win. Then we had the returning Josh Alexander, the man who never lost his World Heavyweight Championship. The man who is probably the greatest champion in Impact history. And I say that not knowing, I mean, knowing that the, the lineage is Samoa Joe, is Kurt Angle, is AJ Styles, is Jeff Jarrett. But, like, he, the fact that he had the longest reign, I know it doesn't make him the best. But for me, his reign was so, it's underrated because impact is where it is now. But if he was to have the same reign 15 years ago, it would be recognized. And to me, I think he, uh, it's, not like he's, it's not like he's wrestling chumps. You know, um, so this, I'm not saying he has to win the title when he comes back, but this can definitely be the Bound for Glory main event. You could push this into a Bound for Glory and then maybe have his moment there, you know, but he never lost that championship. Um, so that's pretty dope. Uh, what the heck is she talking about? Hold on one second. Anyway, so I, I'm looking forward to this match. I do think, I think when you have championship reigns, 
that are that long and end that way. What comes to mind is Batista's first world heavyweight championship reign. Um, we lost him due to injury. For me, just for me as a fan, my fandom, I feel like that person should always win it back just to have the the, the loss. Even though that storyline, whatever storylines might be dead at that point. I feel like it gives, it gives me closure. That's, that's that's the selfish part of me as a fan. But this should be. I think this could this could be your main event for Bound for Glory. You know, but we'll see. So, anyways, that's we started off something different, right? So let's let's. I'm happy about that. Um, let's hit some AEW notes real quick. We're gonna be all over the place here, okay? Andrade has requested to work with AAA again, and it has been approved as long as it does not affect any of his dates with AEW. Battle of the Belts, we had Orange Cassidy retaining his international championship by countout when Lance Archer got distracted by Jake the Snake Roberts. Tony Storm retains her women's championship when uh, Dish subscribers did not catch the last few seconds because apparently the feed went out. That didn't happen on the on the app, so I, I didn't I can't relate, but apparently that was a thing. Luchasaurus retains his TNT championship even though Christian says it's his. Apparently, Christian cut a fire promo at the end of that, um, at, at the end of the, at that show. So I, I, I'm hoping that AEW puts that up on their, uh, on their, on their YouTube or something because I wanna, I wanna see that. Heel Christian's always just great. Christian's all, I'm just, you know, Christian's always great, but just heel Christian works best too. Um, we have a, a an official list of banned and moved moves and actions. For AEW wrestlers that has hit the net. Apparently, this is a genuine document. When I read this, this is nothing. I know some people were like kind of freaking out. This is not going to affect what we see. If we saw if you, if you even, look at what we saw last night in in both shows alone. Well, on Saturday night, I'm recording this on Sunday. Sorry, but like look what we saw in Bow the Belts and fucking Collision last night. Everything that we aren't supposed to see air quotes no air quotes you can see me doing air quotes again so it's like one of those situations where like i i don't know what look here i'm always for an angry internet i made that clear when i talked about the whole deadpool and wolverine stuff i'm always for angry internet because you guys are fucking entertaining and or and, and you guys just show me why i know i'm sane every day and sometimes it's a good thing sometimes it's a bad thing <laughs> but this is ridiculous so i want to share a list listen to this Share shots to the head or back of the head. That's any. That's anywhere. That's anywhere. Turnbuckle bombs, blind moves backwards into turntable fencing responses. Now, I didn't know what fencing responses was until it got clarified later. Fencing positions are unnatural positions of arms following a concussion. That's fair. The only thing that's outright banned is the, tur- is the buckle bomb. Nothing has ever come good from that fucking buckle bomb. It caused Finn Balor a World Heavyweight Championship run. It just hurts people. It's too. It's too much. Hell, it almost it almost killed fucking Sting. There you go. Um, blind moves backwards into turnbuckle. Oh, fancy responses. Seizure cells. Spitting. Bleeding into the crowd. Okay. Weapons or projectiles into the crowd. Taking drinks or food from guests in the crowd. Physical contact with the crowd. That's the MJF rule. Let's just be real. That's the fucking MJF rule right there. Um, what's up? The, yeah, it, it, this is nothing big. We This is not going to affect anything we see. On Battle of the Belts alone, Luchasaurus put Sean Spears through a table. They also uh, had uh, Dax Harwood and Jay, Jay White suplex each other outside into the crowd. It's just, 
none of these things are actually affect, affecting what we're going to see. Moves that will be requested to use. Spots on the outside of the ring apron. Table, ladder, and chairs only or with padding. Elevated spots outside of the barricade. Pile drivers or tombstone variations of any kind. High wrist dives, top rope moves. Intentional bleeding of any kind. Throwing people into, through, over the steps, commentary table, bell table, or barricades. We saw all this shit last night. For God's sakes, we literally had an hour, or Saturday night, excuse me. We had, I'll just say, it doesn't matter. You guys know I record the fucking show. But we literally had an hour-long match to start off collision. If, if you include interests, it was an hour-long match. Like, we saw everything. We saw all this shit except for bleeding. So, like, I don't know what people exactly are freaking out over. I'm here for it. Like I said, I'm here for an angry internet. But I just think you guys are wasting your time doing that. So, that's just my opinion there. But... Anyway, so let's hit some let's some more <laughs> AEW real quick. Um, AEW announces that next week will bring back the Royal Rampage 20-man battle royal. And they have not said yet if the winner will get a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. I know the last time they did this, I don't remember who won it. Uh, I'm going to take, take a sip of Diet Coke. <sighs> um... I don't remember who I don't remember who won it last time. But I remember when they won it, they did get a world championship. They obviously didn't won the championship, but I do remember that was a, a prize there. Uh, Osprey and Marafuji at Noah's 25th anniversary show. That should be something pretty exciting for the fans to see. Um, let's stick with let's stick with a, a, AEW. Brian Pillman Jr. His contract has run out. And he has left AEW, and he actually was seen training at the, the WWE Performance Center. Um, J- Jim Ross thinks highly of him. He thinks he's going to be starting no matter where he goes. To be perfectly honest with you, the varsity, the varsity blondes were always going to get lost in the middle of the shuffle. They were very cookie cutter, uh, which is not always a bad thing. It was just they didn't come off as entertaining as well, at, at all. And then you had Julia Hart, who they saw, I guess, more things in. And she ended up evolving her character, and now she's still with the company. And honestly, the fact that he's even he got a bunch of uh, TV time going. His dad has a name in WWE. I mean, he's. I think he's gonna be fine. I think he needs to be more, um, more a little, a little more dynamic as far as promos go. But his in ring stuff is pretty solid, honestly. Uh, collision. Talking about collision. We had three matches last or last last night. All of them were good, but then we had a match of the year candidate, and my God, my God, FTR may have found new dancing. Not that may they may have they have found new dancing partners. You're never going to replace what they did in 2022 with those matches they had with the Briscoe. So you're just never going to do it. But what you can do is find new new dancing partners. And holy crap. Have they found something in Bullet Club Gold? Like when I when, when J White first came in, it was to little fanfare. He literally did a run in to help out Juice Robinson, and that's how we found out that J White the J White was all elite. And now he's been put in this tag team. Which anyone who's seen any of J White's work solo, you don't want to see this guy in a fucking tag team. You want to see him in one on one matches. It's kind of like the Malachi Black thing. But these guys have made it fucking work. And last night they started they they started the night off two out of three falls. What a, it was to me it's an instant classic. To me it's gonna be 
holy crap. They they topped what they did the week before. And this is going to be in my top 10 of the year for sure. The, the, to me, one of, the, one of the stories of the night was how they could not pin Jay White. Both falls that Bullet Club Gold took was from Juice Robinson. They were doing everything they could, and they could not beat Jay White. They could not take him out. Also, the story of this night was FTR had lost the last two falls to Bullet Club Gold. Where there was in the, the six-man tag, where there was in uh, their, their own tag team match. It took two, two, two of the falls. And so they had an hour-long classic. And then the, the commentary with Ian Riccoboni and fucking Nigel McGinnis was on point. And for you, for those of you guys who were asking, Riccoboni was on a commentary because Kevin Kelly's calling the G1. What she does every year, and so that took nothing from the commentary. Ian Riccoboni is fucking awesome as well, um, and their chemistry that they have with him and Nigel McGuinness is awesome as well. So um, that was pretty dope there. Um, but I loved how Nigel McGuinness just the. I can't wait till AEW either hits a streaming service or something so I can watch this stuff again because. The, the, I, I didn't even notice the hour-long joke because I'm watching on the app, right? So sometimes I have to shit on mute. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um, I will say it's collisions never, even though it's only been for four weeks. I love the, I love Kevin Kelly so much. I I, I I won't put him on mute, like, but other people I will. Anyways, my point is, uh, this wasn't on mute, but I didn't miss the hour-long time limit. I just missed it, right? Because and once again, you're not thinking about that. But like you should with AEW because AEW is proven to take thirty-minute matches, hour-long matches, on television shows, not just on pay-per-views. But you just don't think about it as a wrestling fan because it's not—it's not normal, you know what I'm saying? Um, so it's one of those situations where hearing Nigel McGuinness say, "Hey, you guys, you only have five minutes. You better do the second fall." Was was you hear the urgency? Now, I remember there was a video package many, 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 many moons ago where it was, they were doing the video package of the Bret Hart Shawn Michaels Iron Man match, which I know people say it's overrated. I still enjoy it because I actually enjoyed me growing up in a mix of the South and the East. You got I got both. My grandfather, due to his hatred of Hulk Hogan, he, he hated Hulk Hogan. He knew something about him before, before we all knew it. Um, he could only watch certain people in WWE. That's how my love of the Macho Man comes about, Ted DiBiase, et cetera, et cetera. But he just couldn't watch Hogan. He hated Hogan that much. He loved the pageantry of the WWE, but he loved how the NWA built up matches. Now I was a, I was a very much a baby. But that's how I got to watching wrestling was watching a lot of slower paced matches. So I actually didn't mind it, you know. And actually, when you think about the psychology of it, is Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels went to this thing with psychology of, if we're the best in the company, we shouldn't be just pinning each other all willy-nilly. If you think about it from that perspective, yeah, you probably shouldn't. You know, that's why it was only one fall. And, and that even took overtime. You know? Um, but when I say that, I say, like, I, I, I'm, I'm built for the long haul to watch these things. Like, if you look at those Samoa Joe and CM Punk classics that they had... For being real, a lot of them could be perceived as boring, because there was a lot of waiting time, a lot. I didn't find them boring because I got what they were doing, you know, and just a mix of 
new school, old school combined, you know. Well, anyways, we didn't get our first fall in this thing until 19 minutes into the dang old match. And then it took all, it took everything from FTR to get those final two falls. It took everything they could possibly do to get those last two falls. This was an instant fucking classic. Went the first hour. There was no way the other two matches were topping this, but they were still noteworthy, though. So, following this was Ruby Soho in her third straight tournament finals. That fucking annoys me. I'm a huge Ruby fan. By the way, I have to say this. Have you guys seen this picture floating around, which is a real picture? It's of Soraya, Paige, um, Ruby, and Tony all in lingerie. I saw that shit. I sent this shit to Jonathan Nesson and said, what the fuck am I... OnlyFans? Like, what's happening right now? And why isn't this out there more? Anyways, that's annoying, though. Think about this. Think about this, people. Ruby Soho has yet to win a big match. She has yet to do it. She finally beat Britt Baker last week, but that was with, like, so many fucking shenanigans. One. Two. Legitimately, if you think about this, she's been... What's what's that saying? The bridesmaid, but never the bride. Three straight tournament finals. She got to the finals of the TBS Championship Tournament. Lost to Jay Cargill. Got booed out of the building when she, uh, was it when she, did she beat Chris Statlander? Or was Chris Statlander hurt by this time? I think Chris Statlander got hurt. This is when she got booed. Or one or the other. Got to the finals of the Owen last year as a babyface, lost to Britt Baker. Got to the Owen this year as a heel and lost to Willow. Now, I maintain, I will say this. She shouldn't have beat Jade. So that that was correct. She should have beaten Britt Baker last year. I was not a fan of, by the time we didn't know what it was. But even with that being said, I was not a fan of Adam Cole winning and of her winning. I, I don't know if they were going. Now, in fairness, we'll never know where they were going. Because remember, after they won the Owen, this was different last year. The Owen was done before Forbidden Door, if I'm not mistaken. And then that's when Adam Cole got hurt and he was out for eight months, eight, eight nine months. So if we're being fair here, they probably had plans. I still don't think those two should be the first winners that's just me though but she got to the finals last year and got to the finals this year and the right the right two people won this year for sure but willow got the win willow needed the win she had not won anything in aew she was very much a loser in aew even in roh like she always lost the big matches i mean her first big win in air quotes was really against mercedes monet and that's due to injury she wasn't supposed to win that match so it's dope that willow get that uh willow gets the the victory um, now you can elevate her to where she could be challenging for the TBS championship or the women's championship or whatever you want to do. Just giving her more to do. Or honestly, she's a beat. She's beating Athena now. She finally got that monkey off her back. Can you still say monkey off my back? Is that politically correct still? Uh, I don't know. Either way, she finally got that. Uh, I'm going to say it. Fuck. I, I just said it. Uh, she finally got that monkey off her back. You actually, since she's already in ROH, she could be the one to dethrone Athena. You know, later on, you know, because uh, Athena's having a really great run with that women's championship in ROH. But my point is, Willow won, but it just annoyed me that Ruby's been in three straight tournament finals just to lose. 
anyways, and uh, to me, and the shocker of the night, because you guys heard, you guys, you guys were making fun of me last week. You guys left me DM saying, "Fucking dude, you sound so disheartened that punks in the final." I di- I did. I was very frustrated because I wanted Ricky Starks to win because I felt it would be much better for him to get the the the, the, mo- the moment. And what happened to my surprise was Ricky Starks got the win. I guess he turned heel in the process because he ended up holding the ropes uh, in the roll up. Um, the worst part about this entire thing was, and I don't usually, I, I think you guys can agree. I don't usually bring this type of stuff up, but it was weird because the ref saw his hand on the ropes. He caught three guppy immediately. He saw his hand on the ropes. It was weird. It was fucking weird. So anyways, I, I, I don't know. It, that was just fucking weird to me. Yeah. So I, I thought this was. A good thing. I just don't know where it's going from here. Um, the, the celebration got cut off because they hit that ten o'clock um, moment. But when they went back to being live, Jushin Thunder Liger was in the building, which was fucking cool. He went to present Ricky Starks with it. Ricky Starks snatched the trophy out of his hand. Oh, not the trophy, but the the cup out of his hand. Like walked away. So it was very heelish. Um, and Punk was uh, visibly upset. He was like, he was holding the rope. He was holding the rope. He went over and hugged David Benoit. Chris Benoit's son was in there. That guy looks just like... I, I feel... Let me say something. I don't feel bad for many people. I feel bad for him because he didn't do anything. He had his brother killed. I think his stepmother killed. And he's wanted to be a wrestler his entire life. But he looks so much like Chris, his father, that he's never going to get the opportunity that, that he wants because that... He looks, he's so much like him, just not as jacked, you know. But um, I thought that was an interesting way to, to leave the show. I'm happy Ricky Starks got the win. It was the biggest win of his career, you know. And so that's going to lead to some stuff. And also, it, it completely makes the, the new storyline with Punk very interesting as well. Because he said until someone can beat him, pin him, or make him tap, he's the world champion. Well, MJF's first defense was against Ricky Starks, who he beat by hook or by crook. So now MJF can say, you don't deserve a title match. You come and beat him. And I beat him already. That makes things very fucking interesting to me. Holy shit. That was fucked. That I, that makes things pretty cool. Um, Let's hit up dime. We're, we're going to hit all of AEW right now. Let's just get that out of the way. The, on the Matt Men podcast, they reported that All In will be on Bleacher Report for 50 bucks, and there should be a combo for if you want to buy All In and All Out. See if you, you buy both, you could probably get them for a certain price. That that sounds seems fun. Mark Briscoe injured, and it's, it's uh, apparently he's going to need surgery. And due to that injury, he, he's, he's going to wreck all of ROH's storylines they had coming up for him in the next several months. So. A lot of changes to it. I know Death Before Dishonor is next Saturday. And he was supposed to be in the main event against Claudio. He wasn't winning. But now that's going to have to be replaced. I wonder what they're going to do with that. Because that's a pay-per-view. So I wonder how that's going to go. Uh, Brian B. Blair is undergoing back surgery. He says he, he feels like he has a new lease on life. Um, also, uh, WB wants AEW to expand their pay-per-view calendar. Um that's interesting, Nick. They don't have four, eight, what five pay per views a year now. If you include Forbidden Door, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I kind of like the schedule the way it is, but that's uh, very interesting. On Dynamite, 
Swerve costed, uh, he, uh, he costed, he definitely screwed over Dar- Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy in their match with Sammy Guevara and Daniel Garcia, who advanced to the finals of this blind lemonade tournament where they will face MJ Cole, I'm about to say MJ Cole, to me, MJF and Adam Cole. Chris Jericho defeated Commander as uh, Don Callis is still trying to recruit Jericho. Jake Hager made his return, we haven't seen him in a while. And he gave up his purple hat until he until Jericho decided where and what he is going to do. In Nick Wayne's debut, he is all elite. He lost to Swerve um, Strickland, who actually him and those two have had matches before. They were one and one going into this match, and uh, Swerve got the win, so that makes him two and one. The fifth man for both teams is Kota Ibushi for the Elite, who will be making his AEW debut. This Wednesday, I'm looking forward to that fucking match, Blood and Guts. And for the Blackpool Combat Club, the returning Pac. That made me so happy to see him. I completely, 100% forgot that he he broke his nose in the middle of that Best of Seven series. And he kept wrestling. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, at the time, um, I believe his doctors were saying how... They were like, hey, you should you should cut it off right now and not wrestle. But he wanted to finish the best of seven and then move go off into the uh into the, the, the sunlight or the, the sunset. And so he actually has a legitimate reason to hate the Black Bull Combat Club. The last time we saw them, he had lost his final championship. Like he he was a simultaneous champion, lost his first one to Ernest Cassidy, and then lost the other ones to fucking the elite. Thing about it, completely forgot about that. This is gonna be a fun match. I, I have uh the elite winning though. I don't think Kota Ibushi's gonna, his first match in the AEW ring is going to be a loss. Um, but this is going to be fun. And I'm expecting a lot of fucking blood, which is going to be interesting. Um, on some other notes, that Ronda Rousey going back to the UFC uh, rumor, apparently that's false according to uh, Andrew Zarian. I'm not Andrew Zarian and uh, Ariel Hawani. <coughs> Excuse me, Ariel Hawani. <coughs> almost lost my voice there. Um, that, that, that was interesting. I... I Maybe she's wants. I don't know if she's going with the UFC or not. I don't actually have any stake in either way. Maybe she just knows her run's a dud. This this second run has been a dud for her, unfortunately. So, um, Mantar Mike Halleck has passed away. Um, I was gonna do more research on him to give you guys more history on him, and I got so busy with these other notes that I I just didn't. So I apologize. Um, but let's just look at Mantar. That was a fucking character. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll do some notes and put them together and do something for next week. We'll see. Uh, let's hit WWE now. Uh, SmackDown, Jey Uso, as he's set to face off with Roman Reigns next week to see if Roman Reigns will accept his challenge. He laid out Solo Sokoa. He even gave a super kick to Paul Heyman. So that was pretty dope. Also, there's a US title invitational match where there'll be two fatal four-way matches the winners of both will meet each other in the final the winner of that will face off with austin theory at um summerslam in the first one santos escobar got the win also think about this la knights in the second one which did that one won't happen until this week on smackdown the two-minute clip of la knight has already within 24 hours already hit four million views on their youtube channel this guy's over, and this is. Cl- and I, I I don't know what else this could be. This invitational, but it's, to me, I feel like this is clearly the way that they're gonna get LA Knight into SummerSlam to win that United States Championship from Austin Theory, who has pretty much had 
a chokehold on that championship for the last year. You know, I mean, I know he lost it once to, I think, Seth Rollins, but he won it back last October. So he's had it for almost a year. And he's done nothing with it. He defeated John Cena. We, and no one cares. And, he's, and people care less about him now, which is heartbreaking. So uh, Bobby Lashley made his much-anticipated return after his vacation, I assume. And he came back for a two-second segment because then he got the Street Profits to then go into uh, a car and they left. So welcome back, I guess. Bianca Belair at the beginning of the show got her rematch with uh, Asuka for the World Heavyweight Championship, Women's Championship. That ended in disaster for everybody. Charlotte got involved. Bailey got involved. EO wanted to cash in her Money in the Bank briefcase. Asuka saw it coming, spit mist in Bailey's face, and ran away with her championship. This is all going to be a shit show. I'm, I'm imagining that this is going to lead to a fatal four-way match at, uh, at SummerSlam. And I assume this is where the breakup will eventually happen with... Uh, Damage control. Cause think about this, right? Bailey's in this fail forward match. Bailey may be about to win. EO cashes in wins. This leads to the divide, and this way Bailey will be her first challenger for that championship. That's the way I see that uh, happening. Um, next week, that fail forward will consist of Sheamus, LA Knight, Rey Mysterio, and Cameron Grimes. I have LA Knight going the, the whole route, so good for them. Where are we at? Oh, yeah. The audience for the tribal court segment grew over time. WWE did not expect that. They thought it was going to be a pretty bad look for them. But as it, it you know what, it, it, you know what this news reminds me of? It reminds me of the, 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 this is your life segment with Mick Foley and The Rock, where that audience built, built, and built to where even though it went long and it probably shut some things down like this one did, it was worth it in the long run. It gave us a classic segment. WWE is not planning on making any announcements for the Royal Rumble or WrestleMania. Um, they uh, yet they apparently they uh, apparently Atlanta thought they were getting one of these shows, and they're not. So not yet at least. So apparently that's a thing. So just for you all Atlanteans, Drew McIntyre will not be on Raw this week. Apparently he's doing some ambassador work for WWE. The Miz on Raw Guy's first win of the year by defeating Champa thanks to Bronson Reed. He was on a really bad streak there. Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre, speaking of Drew McIntyre, defeated Imperium. Judgment Day. They argued for a majority of the show. This show was a lot of was based around uh, Judgment Day. Well, in the end, it, it, they ended up coming together being stronger than ever. And I guess there's a reason for that. We'll get to that in a second. Cody laid a challenge out to Brock Lesnar. And apparently the reason that we're seeing these matches is because Brock Lesnar is mad that Cody Rhodes took his main event spots. Sure. I, that's, a, that's a reason. Ricochet laid out Logan Paul, and this is the match we're definitely getting at SummerSlam, which should be a spectacle into itself. Zoe Stark defeated Becky Lynch with some help. That's a huge win for her either way, though. Maxine Dupree graduates swoosh University. And gets laid out by Valhalla and the Viking Raiders. Shayna Baszler completely squashed him. Emma has done nothing besides get engaged since she got since she went back to the uh, WWE, which I'm, I'm sure she's getting paid hefty to do it. So good for her. Uh, the Judgment Day in the main event defeated Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Sami Zayn. Finn pin Zayn, which means this could leave them. First of all, the Judgment Day. If you think about what the Judgment Day has done in the last several weeks, they should be number one contenders for the NXT Championship. And the Tag Team Championships. And we'll get to that reason why in a second. 
because we only need to wait for that Finn Balor pinned the NXT champion a couple weeks ago. Now, check this out. Yeah, and for you guys want, and want to know about that argument, I'm not getting into that because there's no details on it, and I don't, I don't care enough about it. But NXT, the Judgment Day shows up. They were announced to be there, and they had to have a tag team match where they pin Carmelo Hayes again. Finn Balor pinned Carmelo Hayes for the second time. Why is Finn Balor not the number one contender? Well, there was a hell of a match at the end of NXT where Dragunov defeated Braun Breaker in a battle. And Dragunov is the number one contender for NXT Championship, but Finn Balor has now pinned two different champions. NXT should not be letting their champion get pinned this much. What's going on here? This is this is annoying here. This is an, an annoying thing that they started a while ago. They, they, they need to stop. Um, but essentially, Judgment Day, apparently the rumor is Judgment Day will be like in NXT a lot. So like, what are we doing here? <laughs> No, Finn Balor does not need the NXT Championship. He's already had two of the most heralded reigns as NXT Champion. First of all, he was the longest reign NXT Champion for the longest time. Then his second run, which you could say was better than the first, was highlighted by him just was being just a badass, you know. Um, but Finn, the, the Judgment Day got some wins here over, over some champions. We need to start seeing some follow-up here with that. Um, but that's a huge win for the Judgment Day, either way. Some more news and notes. Jeff Hardy will make his GCW debut in Detroit the weekend of SummerSlam. Collision. Their audience grew. 580,000 viewers. WB is very happy with the numbers because it was number one in cable last week. And WB is also happy with AEW all around because it's, it's, it's just a huge increase. They knew Saturdays would be a challenge, but they're going to give them time to build. And it'll at least keep that audience, so... That's pretty. That's pretty dope. So, anyways, th- those are your notes. Um, those are your news and notes. Those are that's your show. Um, this week we will have Secret Invasion episode five, the review, um, essentially the penultimate episode. I'm excited, looking forward to. It. I know so many people aren't, but I am. Um, the show may come out later in the day. We'll see how early I get up. I think I have an appointment Wednesday morning, but um, if I'm up pretty early, I'll just drop the show that early if not it'll be out midday or whatever but i'm definitely watching it and so we'll drop it that day so uh, anyways i'm the slow chemical this is your money show and we are out